Hello there. Today, let us start with the chapter 3. The Saint with Two Bodies Father, if I promise to return home without coercion, may I take a sightseeing trip to Banaras? My keen love of travel was seldom hindered by my father. He permitted me, even as a mere boy, to visit many cities and pilgrimage spots. Usually, one or more of my friends accompanied me. We would travel comfortably on first-class passes provided by father. His position as a railway official was fully satisfactory to the nomads in the family. Father promised to give my request due consideration. The next day, he summoned me and held out a round-trip pass from Bareilly to Banaras, a number of rupee notes and two letters. I have a business matter to propose to a Banaras friend, Kedarnath Babu. Unfortunately, I have lost his address, but I believe you will be able to get this letter to him through our common friend Swami Prabhananda. The Swami, my brother disciple, has attained an exalted spiritual stature. You will benefit by his company. This second note will serve as your introduction. Father's eyes twinkled as he added, Mind, no more fights, flights from home. I set forth with the zest of my 12 years, though, Time has never dimmed my delight in new scenes and strange faces. Reaching Banaras, I proceeded immediately to the Swami's residence. The front door was open. I made my way to a long hall-like room on the second floor. A rather stout man wearing only a loincloth was seated in lotus posture on a slightly raised platform. His head an unwrinkled face were clean-shaven. A beautiful smile played about his lips. To dispel my thought that I had intruded, he greeted me as an old friend. Baba Anand, bliss to my dear one. His welcome was given heartily in a childlike voice. I knelt and touched his feet. Are you Swami Pranabandan? He nodded. Are you Bhag Bhagavati's son? His words were out before I had time to get father's letter from my pocket. In astonishment, I handed him the note of introduction, which now seemed superfluous. Of course, I will locate Kedarnath Babu for you. The saint again surprised me by his clairvoyance. He glanced at the letter and made a few affectionate references to my parent. You know, I am enjoying two pensions. One is by the recommendation of your father, for whom I once worked in the railway office. The other is by, my, by the recommendation of my heavenly father, for whom I have consistently finished my earthly duties in life. I found this remark very obscure. What kind of pension, sir, do you receive from the Heavenly Father? 
Does he drop money in your lap? He laughed. I mean, a pension of fathomless peace, a reward for many years of deep meditation. I never crave money now. My few material needs are amply provided for. Later, you will understand the significance of, the, of a second pension. Abruptly terminating our conversation, the saint became gravely motionless. A sphinx-like air enveloped him. At first, his eyes sparkled, as if observing something of interest, then grew dull. I felt abashed at his faculty. He had not yet told me how I might meet father, sorry, how I might meet father's friend. A trifle restlessly, I looked about me in the bare room. Empty except for us two. My idle gaze took in his wooden sandals lying under the platform seat. Little sir, don't get worried. The man you wish to see will be with you in half an hour. The yogi was remind, reading my mind. A feat not too difficult at the moment. Again, he fell into inscrutable silence. When my watch informed me that 30 minutes had elapsed, the Swami aroused himself. I think Kedanar Babu is nearing the door, he said. I heard somebody coming up the stairs. An amazed incomprehension arose suddenly. My thoughts raced in confusion. How is it possible that father's friend has been summoned to this place without the help of a messenger? The Swami has spoken to no one but me since my arrival. I unceremoniously quitted the room and descended the steps. Halfway down, I met a thin, fair-skinned man of medium height. He appeared to be in a hurry. Are you Kedanath Babu? Excitement colored my voice. Yes. Are you not Bhagavati's son who has been waiting here to meet me? He smiled in a friendly fashion. Sir, how do you happen to come here? I felt baffled resentment over his inexplicable presence. Everything is mysterious today. Less than an hour ago, I just finished my bath in the Ganges when Swami Pranabhananda approached me. I have no idea how he knew I was there at that time. Bhagavati's son is waiting for you in my apartment, he said. Will you come with me? I gladly agreed. As we proceeded hand in hand, the Swami in his wooden sandals was strangely able to outspace me. Though I wore these stout walking shoes. How long will it take you to reach my place? Pranabhanandaji suddenly halted to ask me this question. About half an hour? I have something else to do at present. He gave me an enigmatical glance. I must leave you behind. 
you can join me in my house where Bhagwati's son and I'll be awaiting you. Before I could remonstrate, he dashed swiftly past me and disappeared in the crowd. I walked here as fast as possible. This explanation only increased my bewilderment. I inquired how long he had known the Swami. We met a few times last year, but not recently. I was very glad to see him again today at the bathing garden. I cannot believe my ears. Am I losing my mind? Did you meet him in a vision? Or did you actually see him? Touch his hands and hear the sound of his feet? I don't know what you are driving at, he flushed angrily. I am not lying to you. Can't you understand that only through the Swami, only through the Swami could I have known you were waiting at this place for me? Why, that man, Swami Pranabhananda, has not left my sight a moment since I first came about an hour ago. I blurted out the whole story and repeated the conversations that Swami and I had had. His eyes opened wide. Are we living in this material age or are we dreaming? I never expected to witness such a miracle in my life. I thought the Swami was just an ordinary man and now I find he can materialize an extra body and work through it. Together we entered the saint's room. Kedanath Babu pointed to the shoes under the platform seat. Look, those are the very sandals he was wearing in the cart, he whispered. He was clad only in a loincloth, just as I see him now. As the visitor bowed before him, the saint turned to me with a quizzical smile. Why are you stupefied at all this? The subtle unity of the phenomenal world is not hidden from true yogis. I instantly see and converse with my disciples in distant Calcutta. They can similarly transcend at will every obstacle of gross matter. It was probably in an effort to stir spiritual ardor in my young breast that the Swami had condescended to tell me of his powers of astral radio and television. But instead of enthusiasm, I experienced only an awe-stricken fear. In as much as I was destined to undertake my divine search through one particular guru, Sri Yukteswar, whom I had not met yet, I felt no inclination to accept Pranabhananda as my teacher. I glanced at him doubtfully, wondering if it were he or his counterpart before me. The master sought to banish my disquieted by bestowing a soul-awakening gaze and by some inspiring words about his guru. Lahiri Mahasaya was the greatest yogi I ever knew. He was divinity itself in the form of flesh. If a disciple, I reflected, could materialize an extra fleshly form at will, 
what miracles indeed could be bought by his to his master i will tell you how priceless is a guru's help i used to meditate with another disciple for 8 hours every night we had to work at the railway office during the day finding difficulty in carrying on my clerical duties i desired to devote my whole time to god for 8 years i preserved meditating half the night and i had wonderful results tremendous spiritual perceptions illumined my mind but a little veil always remained between me and the infinite even with superhuman earnestness i found the final irrevocable union to be denied me one evening i paid a visit to lahri mahasaya and pleaded for his divine intercession my importunities continued during the entire night angelic guru my spiritual anguish is such that i can no longer bear my life without meeting the great beloved face to face what can i do you must meditate more profoundly i am appealing to thee o god my master i see thee materialize before me in a physical body bless me that i may receive thee in thine infinite form lahri mahasaya extended his hand in a bending gesture you may go now and meditate i have interceded for you with brahma immeasurably uplifted i returned to my home in meditation that night the burning goal of my life was achieved now i ceaselessly enjoy the spiritual pension never from that day has the blissful creator remained remained hidden from my eyes behind any screen of delusion Pranabhananda's face was suffused with divine light. The peace of another world entered my heart. All fear had fled. The saint made a further confidence. Some months later, I returned to Lahri Mahasaya and tried to thank him for his bestowal of the infinite gift. Then I mentioned another matter. Divine Guru, I can no longer work in the office. Please release me. Brahma keeps me continuously intoxicated. Apply for a pension from your company. What reason shall I give so early in my service? Say what you feel. The next day I made my application. The doctor inquired the grounds of my premature request. at work i find an overpowering sensation rising in my spine it permeates my whole body unfitting me for the performance of my duties without further questioning the physician recommended me highly for a pension which i soon received i know the divine will of lahri mahasaya worked through the doctor and the railway officials including your father automatically they obeyed the great guru's spiritual direction and freed me for a life of unbroken
communion with the beloved. After this extraordinary revelation, Swami Pranabhananda retired into one of his long silences. As I was taking leave, touching his feet reverently, he gave me his blessing. Your life belongs to the path of renunciation and yoga. I shall see you again with your father later on. The years brought fulfillment to both these predictions. Kedanath Babu walked by my side in the gathering darkness. I delivered father's letter which my com- companion read under the street lamp. Your father suggests that I take a position in the Calcutta office of my of his railway company. How pleasant to look forward to one, at least of the pensions that Swami pra- Pranabhananda enjoys. But it is impossible. I cannot leave Banaras. Alas, two bodies are not yet for me. So there ends chapter 3. Thanks for listening.